Previously on Woman to Woman. He's never going to call us to anything that he doesn't give us the grace to complete. And so whatever you have, he knew that that was, before he called you, he knew that those things were going to be on your plate. He's not surprised that you have to work or you have to take care of your children or you have to deal with relationships. God is not surprised. He he knew. You know, he told us to be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to make our requests known. Um, And then he he said in James that if any of us lack wisdom to ask. So if there's something that when you don't know, um, you have you have to ask. And if it and if it is if it comes to a place where you're toiling and you're overwhelmed, right. you're missing him, and, and he has what's necessary, that his strength, you need to tap into what it is that he's providing and get out of your own way because, you know, it, it is easy to think that you have to do things in the natural. Jasmine is, is going to Ireland, and um, you know, you know, with, with Word of Faith, it's the different things that we have going on in the world. What we found out is that different areas work different ways. And for instance, Paris and Paris, France, France area, and Ireland has probably been the hardest areas for us to get into. Um, so it takes a little bit more time. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> But um, God's working it out. Amen. And um, it won't be too far along. Amen. (laughs) So she's been at Word of Faith. I'm not going to ask her how old she is. She may not have a problem sharing that, but she's been here all her life. Um, She's been through Pistis. She's been working at Word of Faith as uh, assistant to to the assistant to the senior pastor to the senior assistant pastor. Senior assistant pastor. Um, so now she's going, she's, uh, she travels to Ireland at least once a month, once a month, yes, at least once a month, once a month, um, because she can't go over and stay right now Mm. until we, you know, do all, get all the legal stuff done. Um, but that's, and that's where we're heading. And, um, but she's traveling once a month in Ireland. So I'm going to let her talk to you a little bit about Ireland. I know. (laughs) <laughs> Ireland is a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, man, it, it is lush, green. What I appreciate about Ireland is what you see. When you Google Ireland is actually yeah. what you get. Um, it, it is a very beautiful place, very beautiful mm-hmm. landscapes. Um, the food is, is amazing. The people are, you know, we've been to Cork, Ireland, Dublin, um, and then Cork as well. Um, and we're going to station in court, but the people are are friendly. And so Ireland was not on my list of places to visit. Yeah. It was it was not ever something that was in my imagination. Um, I, I remember when we first when Bishop first t- started talking about doing the work in Ireland, I was like, oh, that's wonderful. Like mm-hmm. doing the work, touching the world. Go you are. So I'm excited for whoever goes there. I think it's going to be a blessed time. I'm excited that they're going out. And um, I never once did I even consider mm-hmm. that it would be me. Because I had, in my mind, 
this is what I have learned over time. Just stop coming up with stuff yourself. But in my mind, I had things that I was planning mm-hmm. for the now for like, you know, today, on today I was going to be doing X, Y and Z. And it wasn't it wasn't going over to another country um, to establish any type mm-hmm. of, of ministry work. But I remember the first time I went to Ireland and I got off the plane and, and I my feet touched the ground and I had a, a peace that surpassed all understanding mm-hmm. out. And it was, this is where you're supposed to be. And I knew before then, I, you know, um, but I was going because I was obeying. Yeah. I wasn't going necessarily because I had this grand peace that this is, this was, I was clear that this is what God had called me to do and told me to do when I prayed about it. It was, I couldn't, I couldn't say like, well, maybe he meant there was, there was no, it was clarity yeah. that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And even when, whenever God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Even if I'm doing it and yeah. I don't want to, if he tell, I'm going to always give him a yes. Um, because I've learned that giving him a no does not work in my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it creates hardships that I, I wouldn't have had to face if I would have just yeah. did what he, he told me to do in the beginning. And so when I, I was going, I got on the plane going to Ireland because he told me to. Yeah. And it was when I got there that I, I, it was, I was at the peace that, and I, and I don't want to make it seem as if I didn't have peace before, because I did, I knew that this is what he called me to, but I, there were still so many questions. There were still so many things that just didn't make sense. And when I got there, it didn't matter that those d- things didn't make sense. And I didn't have answers yeah. to those questions. It was, this is where you're supposed to be. So then all of the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got there and it was just a wonderful time. And, the, and, and it, it's clear from engaging with the people. Oh, I, I know where God is sending us here. Yeah. You know, and, and it's become more and more. The picture is, is becoming more and more clear. And the thing about being following the steps that have been ordered yeah. is you don't always see all of the steps. Right. You can't, sometimes it's, it's like when you're driving in fog. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can only see so much ahead of you, but you, you we are driving in faith that we're not going to crash into the person right. in front of us, that we're going to get to our destination, that the exit is still coming up. And that's the same thing sometimes with the faith walk is it could look a little foggy mm-hmm. when you're look, trying to look far off. But if you just do the step that's in front of you, get on the plane and go. Yeah. And then and it'll it'll clear up as you're going. And that's been that has been my experience. But Ireland, it, it is, you know, when when the Bible says he'll do exceeding abundantly above all mm-hmm. you could ask or think. Yeah, I, I could say that I didn't even have the capacity to think ha- half of the things that I've been able to experience mm-hmm. just as a result of saying yes and obeying the word to go to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it is Ireland is a. Um, a very um, luscious place. It's a lot of rain. <laughs> a lot of rain, yes, ma'am. A lot of rain. That's how it, that's that's what causes all of the, the green. Yeah, that's a lot of rain, but it's it's um, it's gorgeous, and um, and the people are the people, you know, are very nice. It's like they know you all your life. Yes. that's how they treat yes. you. Like. <laughs> um, and it so it's it's very nice. And when I said that. Uh, Ireland and Paris. I want you to understand how uh, understand how difficult it is. Ireland and par- Paris are uh, the most difficult yes. that we've experienced yet. Ireland, uh, France speaks French. Ireland 
speaks English. Yes, ma'am. So now, <laughs> yes, ma'am. So now you can see what it, why it's up there with, with France. It, it might be a little tougher than France, but. Um, uh, and then it's a Catholic nation. Yes. And some of them do not want anybody else in that area, uh, especially coming Americans. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, you know, they can't stop God. Amen. And God loves the world, and Ireland happens to be a part of the world. So we're going to be obedient to do what God told us to do in Ireland and any other part of the, country, uh, the world that he wants us in. Um, we, have, we do know that he has other ministries in different areas or whatever, but we have to call, we have to obey God and do the areas he tells us to do. Yes, ma'am. And, um, but, you know, and then Bishop works that way. Bishop is, I know he just recently told a testimony again about um, our first church building and how for months the realtor had been trying to get him to go look at the building and he refused because of where the building was. And he finally, just to shut the realtor up, he said, okay, I'll go see it. And he said, the minute he, he parked, he pulled up on the ground. So the Lord said to him, this is the building. Uh, so sometimes if you don't go, you won't get the complete will of God. Amen. Yes. Because you got to get, you have to do something in order to get clarity of what God wants you to do. And if you're just stuck at home and not doing anything, uh, and then you asking God for direction. You got to be doing something to get some direction. There's something you do what he told you to do. Occupy until he comes. Hmm. So that means you occupy until he speaks to you and tell you what to do next. And there's a lot of things that we can do right now based, based on what God has, what the word of God tells us to do. One of the things that we need to understand is that, um, you know, when God, when you, you have uh, I, don't, I don't care what it is in, in your life. When you have whether or not you should get married, uh, if this is the right person, uh, whether or not, even should I name my child this, whether or not, you know, I should go to this church. I don't care what the document, the facts, what people are saying about any of those things. What the word of God says takes precedent over what all these other things on your life, especially the circumstances of what's going on. And what happens most of the time is we watch, we look at the circumstances, mm. which way the wind is blowing and that's the way we want to go. And you can't go that way. You have to look at what God, what way God is doing, going. And that's how you have to make your decisions. That's how you have to live your life. That's how you have to follow him, how you have to pray, how you have to listen to his word and do what his word says. And, you know, um, and I mentioned before, you know, a, a lot of times I hear people saying we make it look so easy. No, we don't look, make it easy. Jesus made it easy. Amen. You make it hard by trying to figure it out for yourself. Stop trying to figure it out. Find out what God wants for you and do it. And when, when you do that, then you'll be much better off. I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect because it's not because you still have an enemy. Amen. That's going to come and, and send things against you and, and say, you know, bad doctor's reports and stuff like that. And, you know, the doctor report may be the fact, but the word of God is the truth. Amen. And the truth can change the fact. Period. That's the only, this is the only thing 
that could change the fact. Amen. The truth. So you don't have to settle for what anybody says about you and just say, well, that may be true and that's the fact. That's just who I am or whatever like that. That's the biggest bunch of crap that you could come up with. No. You begin to confess what God says about you and change what the facts may be at this point. They don't have to stay like that. They can change with the word. When you put the word of God in your mouth, it'll change anything else that anybody else says about you. Because God's word is the truth. Always will be the truth. Period. You want to yeah, any, add anything to that before we answer? Well, that was really good, Pastor Deb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there's anything that needs to be added, but I will say um, trials and tribulations will come. Jesus said that mm -hmm. in this world, you will have tribulation, yep. but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And I think that so often we pay attention to the trials and the tribulations and not what he's already done. Right. The work that, that was already completed. He yeah. he's already overcome the world. Right. And so if he's overcome the world and he's inside of me then I've overcome all of these trials and tribulations. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I may not have seen the manifestation of it, but that's, that's what this life is about. This life is about walking in the things of God and seeing the manifestation of right. what he told us in that word. Yes. And so, so tribulation, we'll see it. Right. And, and you, that the truth being what can change the facts, mm -hmm. the facts are, are just facts. Yeah. They're, they're just facts. They don't have to be your truth. You don't have to receive it. You, what you receive is the word. You plant the word on it and, and you, get, you get it in front of your yeah. eyes. And you, that's what you're speaking. And that's what you're looking at. And so often we pay more attention to the facts yep. than we do the truth. Right. And the facts are based on the knowledge that you have. Yes. But the Bible says my people lack a perish for lack of knowledge. Right. So we have knowledge, worldly knowledge. But we haven't taken the word of God, which is the knowledge that we need that will make that other knowledge of no, of no effect. Yes. Um, of any of this worldly knowledge or any of this other knowledge. Not other people where they know this, they are, that, you know, they, the education is up there and, and, uh, and whatever, so we don't want to say anything and we don't want to disagree with them. I don't care. What does the word says? Mm -hmm. Say, that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to, that's what my life is about, is trying to follow God to the fullest amount that I possibly can. And I'm not perfect. Nobody is. And if they tell you they're perfect, they're already in heaven. Amen. <laughs> because uh, there's no perfect people down here. Um, but there's people that are perfecting their walk. Amen. But we haven't arrived and um, anybody that you perceive as being perfect, no, they're not perfect. They're just working on, you know, on the problems that they have, but at least they should be. Because when you work on it, God sees you as perfect. Amen. When you're working on yourself and allowing God to, to work with you and show you and direct you with um, what you're doing, then he sees you as perfect and he will, um, he will treat you as perfect. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, and we see that with Abraham, where he treated Abraham perfect. We know Abraham was a perfect. He had all, he was doing all kinds of things. You know, and the Bible kind of finally, the Lord finally comes to him and, and says, in my interpretation, look, Abraham, 
I've been telling you this for, do, do this for 25 years. Get your act together and walk right before me. Amen. And he, you know, we all need that moment in our lives where we have, we decide that we're going to do the right thing regardless of what anybody else says or does. Amen. And um, once we make that decision that that's what we're going to do and we get in a word and find out, you know, how to walk this through, then we're going to see that there's a success that God has already provided for us. Amen. You know, you can't just walk in that success because you said, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. Now you won't go to hell because you have accepted Jesus Christ, yeah. but do, you will deal with consequences based on what you do. And so based on that, you have to do the right thing. Yes, ma'am. Because I don't want to deal, have to deal with negative consequences. Amen. Um, you know, sometimes I do, because like I said, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes just like you make mistakes. Um, but um, God will forgive you and give you grace. Amen. You know, Amen. and mercy. Thank you, Lord. You know, the mercy of God will, you know, once you admit it and quit it, then the, the, the mercy of God takes it. It's gone. He won't even, he won't even refer to it again. Mm. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to take, we got one question we want to deal with okay. today. So we're going to take this question and then we'll go from there. I have to make a decision to move out of town for work or stay in town to get married. What to do? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to come in for counseling. Uh, you need to find a church that believes the word of God totally. No, well, he didn't mean this so he didn't. No, you can't interpret it what God meant. You can't take what and say it's not true. Uh, based on what's going on in the world today. But you need to find a church that's going to tell you the truth because there's a number of questions that, that come up from that. And that is, number one, um, have you been proposed to? Or are you just in a relationship that you hope is going to get that way, uh, end up in proposal? Number two is, what does God say about this, per this man? Number three is... Um, what about this job? Is there a church where you could go to where this job is at? Because that'll tell you a lot. You know, have you found a church where this job is at? Um, you, you need to come in for counseling and you need to do that immediately because um, the other thing is that this job might be potentially saving your life. Amen. You know, because we don't know anything about, you know, you, at, when you ask the question that broad, we cannot answer it specifically because we don't know any specifics. So that's why you need to come in for counseling so that we can deal with that and um, get you on the right track where you can make the move that God wants you to make without you having, having questions like, as Jasmine's saying, you know, the questions she, you know, some of the questions that she may have had had nothing to do with that. It was a little other things about whatever, but you're talking about a major, major thing that you're doing here. Um, you need to find out what God needs you to do, what God is saying, you know, talking to you about. Um, and by that, no, the other thing is, and that, that, might, that should help you, is it's, God says that you are not supposed to be unequally yoked. Now, I'm not saying that it, it, it might be, it may not be him. I, I remember one of the women uh, in the church who um, she moved to help another church out. And this guy followed her down there. Hmm. And he followed her wherever she went. So um, 
you know, and they're married. They've been married for, I don't know how long they've been married now. Um, but they are married now and um, have been married quite a while. So there are things to work, that could work out, but you need to come and get Pacific Counseling to find out what, to, what you need to do at this point so that you can get rid of the questions and just go on with what God called you to do in your life. Yes, ma'am. You have anything else? No, I think you, you spoke to it perfectly. What, whatever God has, whatever he said is what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Full stop. And so if you've prayed about, you pray about it, come in, get counseling, as Pastor Deb said, and you will get clarity. God is not a God that's withholding answers from us. No, he's not. And you probably already know what you need to do. Amen. But we're going to help you point, we're going to help you realize that. And so that's what we want to do. Now, if you're not here, then call the office and see if there's a church in your area, someone that we can go to, because we have churches all, you know, oh, in a lot of places in, in the country. Um, but get some counseling. A lot of the questions that I get are, are counseling questions. So I have to answer them broad. But most of the questions that I come in, I have that come in are questions that have to be, um, you need counseling behind it because we need, we need more information in order to point you in the right direction. We can't pray for you for God to tell you what to do. And then we're going to tell you what God wants you to do. We want you to know what God wants you to do. Yeah. So uh, I hope you will come in for counseling and um, you can you come up with the right thing to do in this situation. And um, have the will of God, perfect will of God done in your life. Yeah. Amen. All right. So it's, you know, this, it's, a, it's a very legitimate question. There, you're not the only ones with it. When it, with it there's a lot of people that, what, that, have, that have that same question. So um, it's just, you, we have to come to the place where God is number one in our lives. I mean, anything that we do in life, we talk to God about. It's just like if you have a best friend. You usually talk to your best friend about everything. Well, Jesus is supposed to be your best friend. Talk to him about everything. Amen. And, you know, he's the only best friend we have that never gets it wrong. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he hits it right on all the time. You know, all the best friends, you know, they might, you know, here and now hit it right on or whatever, but Jesus hits it right on all the time. He knows because he knows what he knows what you've been called to do, and he'll make sure that you're in the place where you can do it. Amen. It's one of the things that, that I want to talk to with, with Jasmine right now. She's able to do what God told her to do. Amen. Now, she had a man in her life. She had to deal with him, too, to yes. find out if he's going to allow her to do it. Yes. And God will honor that. What God won't honor is the fact that she didn't ask him. Amen. Ask God Amen. if he was the right one, because God would, knows that, too. Yes, ma'am. You know, so if he stops you from, you know, a lot of people are like that. A lot of people are, um, men and women, have married someone who would not allow them to do what God has called them to do. And um, it, unfortunately, it seems to be more of them than the ones that married somebody that will allow God to do what he called them to do. So, and it's hard, but it's a decision. And it's a one, it should be just a one-time decision. Uh, uh, when God tells you, you know, that, you know, when, like he told me, when my husband went to go to school, 
uh, Rama and, and my response to him, okay, you go to Rama and we'll be here, me and, and Dre, who was the only child, will be here when you get back. When you get back. Um, so he asked me to pray about it. So I went, when I prayed about it, the Holy Ghost told me, you go, but you never ask, you never tell him again, or you never question him again about what I told him to do. So I haven't. I've been tempted at times. I'm not going to tell you I haven't. But it's a way to handle that. Because sometimes I just ask them, so what? Tell me exactly what God said to you. You know, if you act like you're interested, he's going to, you know, people like to talk to talk about what God told them to do. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, so there's always ways to deal with that, but you never, I, I do not want to get in the, in the way of anybody doing what God called them to do. You know, that, that is not where I want to be. I don't want to be the one that's saying, no, you shouldn't do that or whatever. It's not, it's not um, safe. Because <laughs> you open the door to the enemy when you do that. Not saying that God going to do anything to you, because he won't, but the enemy will. Amen. And uh, so, and you don't want to open the door to the enemy. He attacks you enough without you opening, without you opening the door. Every time something happens, don't mean that you open the door. But, I mean, I don't want to open the door. That's like opening the door to somebody that's coming, coming to rob you. You don't open the door and say, come on in and rob me. No, I'm not doing that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you come in my house, you're going to have to deal with something. <laughs> <laughs> Period. If you even try to get in my house. Um but we let people, we let the devil just walk in and do what he want to do. We can't, you can't allow that to happen. And unfortunately, sometimes the devil works through people. Well, a lot of times he works through, most of the time he works through people. But uh, um, so he does a person, he do people or he does affliction. And, um, and you have to close the door and keep the door closed. And the best way to find out how to keep that door closed is keep the Holy Ghost involved in everything that you do in your life. Keep the anointing stirred up on the inside of you. Amen. And when you keep that anointing stirred up on the inside of you, you cannot afford to be caught without the anointing there to help you. You can't be caught like that. So you, you know, you just have to, you know, examine yourself constantly. Every day you should be examining yourself. And making sure you don't make the same mistake today that you made yesterday. Amen. Um, that's our. That's what we should be doing. That's what our responsibilities as Christians are: is to make sure that we're doing whatever we need to do to become as close to God as we possibly can. Because He said He made us in our Im- in His image and His likeness. Now, to me, that means we're supposed to be like God. Amen. So now we have to understand who is God. God is love. So if he's love, then I'm supposed to be love. So what's that mean? I know I was talking to a bunch of ladies earlier today and, was, and I asked them, have you ever remembered a time in your life where you knew God was upset with you? Well, then we're supposed to act that way. We're supposed to be, you don't have to let people know that they're upset, that you're upset with them. If they know you're upset, I will question your love, my love walk. Amen. If you can come to me and know that I am upset with you, 
then I have to ask myself, am I walking in love with this person? Mm. Because they should know that I'm upset with them. And it might, and we're not talking about just displeased. I'm talking about, were you upset enough that you're going to knock somebody out? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what the Bible, I believe that's what the Bible says. You can be angry, but don't sin that. But don't sin in it. So when you sin, it's when you get, a, get out of, of God's characteristics. And, um, and one of his main characteristics is love. That's very important. And that's what we need to understand. And people have told me for years that I make it look easy. I don't know if it's because of the way I grew up. I grew up, I mean, just in the, in the church or whatever that, but I believe that when I read something in the word, I'm supposed to be that. Amen. And um, it doesn't matter what it is. So it's, that's what I'm about to do. And now the Holy Ghost will tell me, you know, how to do this and how to do things and whatever. Um, but, um, it's my responsibility to follow God as closely as I possibly can. And to me, that's what that means. Amen. So, Jasmine, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your experiences, your testimonies, and what God is doing in your life. We just thank you. And um, I know the women got a lot of it. Well, thank you so much it. for having me. It's an honor to have been here and to be able to discuss these things with you. Praise God. Well, our time has come to an end again this week, so we want to just let you know that we love you, God loves you, and uh, thank you for joining us. God bless you. Is there room for improvement at your house? Have the fires of marital bliss turned to smoldering embers in your marriage? Do you wonder how you and your spouse will ever see eye to eye and live together in harmony? Are financial pressures and conflicts about child raising have you at each other's throats? You don't have to have severe problems to realize there's room for improvement in your home and family life. Order your copy of Home Improvement today. In this book, Keith A. Butler and his wife, Deborah L. Butler, offer candid solutions from God's Word for marriages in crisis, as well as marriages caught in the doldrums of old routines and the cares of everyday life. Whether you have a family crisis or just want to enhance your family's relationships, you can improve the quality of your home life from the teaching contained in this book. Order Home Improvement by Bishop and Pastor Deborah Butler today. Available now at eStore.keithbutler.org.